We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With the first pick, took some really big thinkers in town to say, hey, there's nothing that we can't do here. KC Sports Network presents the stories behind how the NFL draft came to Kansas City. It opened a door unlike anything we've had. Join Marlia Campbell on the new storytelling channel at KCSN. How do we sell and share what Kansas City is all about? Yeah, I'm going to work like hell to make sure we share the best, but... It means that we have to be near flawless. We deserve this. We deserve this. And uh, we are going to host one hell of a party. Hear from a few of those who made it happen, like Kathy Nelson, Quentin Lucas, and Greg Graves. And now, here's Marlia Campbell. Here's where we're at. Today is Wednesday, May 22nd, 2019. It's been five years since NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell announced the draft would move from New York City. 554 days since Chiefs President Mark Donovan, then City Manager Troy Schulte, and Kansas City Sports Commission President and CEO Kathy Nelson flew to New York City to pitch Kansas City as a host site for the NFL draft. It's been 155 days since Nashville and Vegas were picked to host in 2019 and 2020. Notably, no mention of Kansas City. Today, Nelson is sitting in the Casey Sports Commission conference room, a long wooden table surrounded by office swivel chairs. On the mounted television at the far end of the room, more than 1,500 miles away from the Sports Commission's office, is the NFL's spring owners meeting in Key Biscayne, Florida. We had just moved into this office in uh, beginning of April that year, and we pulled it up and watched it live. And we all sat here and watched the television, and they did their news conference after. This is the moment. Would the NFL draft finally come to Kansas City? We certainly were made aware early on, you know, a month or two out at least probably, that our city was one that the NFL felt very confident. The NFL events group felt confident that we could make it happen. So we knew that we were being moved forward um, and then put on the slate for approval. Which then, so we, we had a heads up on all that. The group is confident, but Kansas City hosting isn't a shoe in at this point. Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I'm not in the room. I don't know the other owners like I know our ownership group. Um, yeah, I, I had confidence in Clark, no doubt. He wasn't going to let that happen. But you also know there are 31 other clubs that have a say. And we weren't always aware of which other cities were bidding. 
think Roger announced it first and then Clark spoke. First of all, I want to congratulate the Haslam family on 2021 uh, and also say how excited we are as a family and for our fan base in the city of Kansas City to get to host the draft in 2023. I want to thank the commissioner and the NFL events committee and my fellow owners for trusting in us to bring the draft to Kansas City. Um, I know our fans are going to go absolutely crazy. It's going to be really, really special. Uh, I also want to congratulate and thank Kathy Nelson, the Kansas City Sports Commission, and the city leadership for their work over the last two years in making this a reality. Uh, they've worked extremely hard to put together what we think is an outstanding bid. I about fell out of my chair when Clark mentioned me by name. So I knew, you know, we had been talking, obviously Clark would ask me all the time, how do you feel? And we would always share with Clark our presentation and here's what our pitch is like. But to hear that on national television, that, that meant, I will never forget that moment. And I know exactly which chair I was sitting in to think he didn't need to say my name. He could have just said, we're happy about Kansas City. We're thrilled. But when he, uh, that just went, that just meant so much that he knew our efforts didn't go unnoticed, or I knew our efforts didn't go unnoticed. I look forward already uh, to 2023 uh, when Kansas City and our great fans are going to roll out the red carpet for the NFL. Thank you very much. Victory, finally. I certainly have my time where I might go home after office hours and just, I, you see the newscast and sometimes we lead the newscast. And then you realize that's kind of a big deal. I mean, that was a big deal. I think there are days when I'm so proud, I don't understand that people have any idea that there are 15 of us behind the scenes here making all of this stuff come to life. And our board of directors knows for every one yes, we get 10 no's. People don't understand that. And that's okay. They don't need to know. But I'm a big believer in that our losses should be celebrated as much as our victories because the amount of work it takes to put a bid across a finish line for someone else to decide if you get it or not isn't any less work than when you're told yes. So we celebrate on our staff all the time that we made this bid happen and someone knows our names now that it's okay to be told no because there are hundreds of other cities out there that are competing against us and we're not going to win them all. But we always celebrate our losses as much as we do our victories because it's no less work. To your question, I don't think I understand. I don't think our staff gets it. You know, after parade day, we were back in here at nine o'clock at night and the room was packed with interns and staff and we were like, what was your takeaway? Because, you know, it was the intern's first time. And now they're getting ready to plan a draft, help us with the draft. And you could just see some of their silly comments. I thought, well, that's what this is about. Like, they were, they were making sure that Travis got off the bus okay and that the trophy was okay. And I thought, in your lifetime, did you ever think you'd be doing that? So I think that's where my pride comes in is that, yes, we know we're impacting businesses. And, yes, there's an expectation. But no one says, at least – not yet. No one says, what are you working on next? What are you working on next? Like, I don't have goals that say, your next goal is to bring the World Cup. Your next goal is to bring the Rugby World Cup. Your next goal is to bring Olympic gymnastics trials. No one's doing that, which is a nice place to be. But I feel that 
I want to win. I want to win. And again, I know that for every win, we have 10 losses behind us. So if we don't keep churning and burning on these things, we'll, we'll sit idle. This may seem like a good place to wrap up the podcast. The draft is coming to Kansas City. We did it. But as Nelson points out, this whole thing is just getting started. The draft is still three years away, but there's a lot to do. Take it from former Burns and McDonald CEO turned draft to KC bid co-chair Greg Graves. After she's won, she gets right down to, now we have to perform. It's not just enough to win and then turn it over to somebody else to perform. Kathy Nelson has to turn around the next day and say, oh God, how are we going to raise all this money? So we can put on a great event. This isn't the only big thing happening in Kansas City at this point in time. Less than a month after the draft announcement, Quentin Lucas is elected mayor. But he's no stranger to the things we've been talking about in this podcast. Remember our first episode described that trip Kathy and then Chiefs Director of Events Jeremy Slavens took to Chicago in 2015? That's the same year now Mayor Q is elected to the city council. Every now and then, the then Mayor Sly James, Troy Schulte, would talk about how we needed to continue to invest in things like good hotel room capacity in Kansas City uh, and how we could really be a place for big events. And the first time that I had that discussion, I was like, well, we already had the 2012 baseball all-star game. Like, what else will go? We had the 88 NCAA National Championship. I mean, and I think, I forget which year, when I was talking to the city manager, and I, I was kind of supportive on some things that were getting us a, few, a little more hotel capacity downtown. And they were like, no, we're putting a bid in uh, for this, too, the, the NFL draft. To which I said, you know, like, Kansas City? Can we, can we do such things? And clearly we can. And clearly a lot of the work that we've done over the years helps us get here. But it was probably, you know, it's one of those things that you hear about early, right? Like, oh, we're going to try, but... We try for a lot of stuff. It's been very cool to see it happen. Jumping back to announcement day, Lucas is on the brink of becoming mayor. Obviously, this is going to directly impact his job over the next couple of years. What are his first thoughts? How are we going to pull this off, right? I mean, it is this sort of thing where you're like, okay, we're the dog who got up to the car. And all right, now we need to make sure the city is spiffed up, clean, and as nice as possible, that we're making sure that we take care of everything cost-related. Uh, we've had to try to find money at, at City Hall under cushions and all that sort of stuff to make sure that we can help fund a number of the events. But, you know, what I, I've seen my job over the last few years, and it's been a complicated several years that I've had this position, uh, is to make sure that we are really planning well, that we're managing costs, that we're managing expectations for folks, that we're opening and building what we need to do. And that more than anything, we're looking at outstanding coordination between a number of di the different groups that are part of it, from public works to the police department, the sports commission, our nonprofit community, and so many more. Money. That's the next step. The NFL draft is not cheap to host. And the World Cup is going to be even less cheap to host. And it's not like the NFL sends us all the money to have this big party. No, we had to go raise it. And we're raising it down to the final hour. In fact, Graves considers it a blessing in disguise. We were told no at first. But I remember Kathy Nelson and I having the exact discussion. Oh, thank God we're, we'll need that much time. We Don't give us the draft six months from now. We got to go out and raise all this money. We got to get prepared. I credit the NFL in, in many ways, in many ways, a big, big time that they said, okay, we're going to, we're going to for sure. I, I imagine on the plane ride out of town, they said, okay, we're going to Kansas City. The only question is when. And I think they did us a big favor by picking 2023. 
I would tell you it probably, and and this is just me personally, it adds about 10 hours a week to my schedule um, outside of my normal business hours. And most other events don't do that. Um, And I think that's going to get even more complicated in in the weeks ahead and the week leading into. I think this will be all-consuming. So for all of us on staff, and, and that's for both the Visit KC staff and the Sports Commission staff, this is taking over. And what we have to make sure we don't allow is that our other events that feed and fuel us and support us financially, we can't let those drop. So we've got to find that balance. And I and that's what I, what I really appreciate, appreciate about the NFL is that they understand that. They know this is the biggest event to ever happen in our city, and they know they need all of us, all engaged, all involved. But they're also like, oh, that's right, you have your win for KC luncheon coming up, and you're planning a parade. We will not bother you today or tomorrow, but we'll bother you the next day. Um, I, I think we're all finding that balance, and I think they appreciate that we're a unique sports commission in that way, that we plan a lot of big events. And I, I also think that gives them probably a little comfort, too, in knowing that we won't let it drop. But it... It certainly adds hours, adds time, adds stress, unlike anything we've ever had. Hey, uh, I ran a big company in Kansas City for 13 years. We were pretty good about how to be financially successful. And if there's anything the NFL is very good, it's how to be financially successful. And that starts with branding and things like the NFL draft. And so they don't pay for stuff that they don't have to pay for. And uh, whether it's hosting Super Bowls or hosting the NFL draft, and so pretty much all the expense of this is either being borne by Kansas City, Missouri, or by donors. I think for us at the city, I mean, you know, somebody's got to pay for some of the stuff. And we were the first money in. With the taxpayers have put in $3 million. Thank you to all of you because you're incredibly important in connection with this. And this would not happen without the people of Kansas City and those who visit us spending money, you know, making sure we can support something like this. So for us, a lot of it has been how do we actually make sure that we build up support from the city? How do we manage to pass ordinances that appropriate funding for this at a time when there are a lot of other challenges, right? I, I've heard from people in Kansas City that perhaps they've driven over a pothole before. And, you know, when you're saying we're putting this into the NFL draft, they may say, well, really, dude, have you driven down Warnell lately? And so trying to make sure we're balancing first what is the long-term benefit in connection with this, why this is good for Kansas City, how it puts Kansas City on the map. We're not Chicago, and we don't have as many world headquarters as Houston does. And so raising the money for this thing, you, you can't go out and get five, sponsor this, five sponsors for this in town and then all the money's raised and everybody else is just clamoring for tickets. You you have to you have to nickel and dime your way to this. And we were we're lucky to have a couple of pretty big sponsors, but uh, for the most part, we have had to absolutely do it Kansas City style, which is to, which is simply to out hustle your competition. We out hustled the competition on on uh, the NFL draft. Cliff Illigan team, Mark Donovan and team, they out hustled the competition in the biggest way for us to win the world cup and then you have to turn right around and do the same thing to raise all the money and so Kansas City will always face that I hope I hope we always have a humility problem an aw shucks problem and I hope we're not 10 million people 10 years from now uh, with all the challenges that that would create 
and uh, we'll just have to rely on the unbelievable generosity of the people who live here, which I've always found to be true. Coming up in our fifth and final episode. I believe this is the biggest event our city will have ever hosted. Years become months, become days, become hours. Nobody will be better at hosting the NFL Draft than we will be. Not New York, not Vegas, right here. How the 2023 NFL Draft will change our city forever. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.